Hello and welcome back everyone to part two. I have received so much love for part one in the episode with Claire from Harper Healing Wellbeing. I couldn't love her anymore and it seems like you guys are every bit obsessed as I am. Now Claire's the most humble, modest person ever. Like, but I'm allowed to boast about her. Not only is she successful in her life, I feel like with Claire, she's successful in her internal world as much as she is on her external world. And I feel like the outside success is totally down to the inside success. I hope that makes sense. It does, at least in my mind. <laughs> Since episode one, I have since been to one of Claire's yoga classes and followed it right up with a Reiki session. Honestly, I had the best day. I did then follow that up with going to my bed at half eight at night and slept right through to six in the morning. It's really important that we take that time for ourselves if we want success, if we want good health, good relationships, and to just feel good about who we are as people. You know, there's a direct link between the people that you're putting before you and your health and well-being. I think we've got it mixed up in the sense where we're putting the kids first, we're putting the partners first, the jobs first, but at some point, if you do not put yourself first, you are not going to be that person that you have to be for all of these things. So I hope that uh, the conversation inspires you guys as well to just have more me time and to start to get yourself on top of that list. Enjoy the episode and as always, it's so lovely to get the feedback, get the stars, get the reviews and it really helps the podcast get to where it's needed. That's it. Do you know, and I'm currently going through this just now, really? I have recognised that my jam, what I get most joy from is group sessions, right? So when I'm in a group, the collective energy, the yes. da 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 See, since I have put 19 classes on in August mm -hmm. and I have continued to show up and do my workshops each month and I have got in front of groups because the pandemic forced me to. I've never done groups before. Yeah. It meant to be as that. Absolutely. Everything just, I mean, I was never pure chasing it anyway. It's not my personality. Um, I just always believed that when the students read that the teacher and I, you know, that's my philosophy. But since I've never been more happier and I still love one-to-ones. And There's I'm, nothing like that collective energy. And as a teacher, how much do we feed off it? Do you know what? That's the thing that during lockdown, like, yes, there's loads of positive that I can take from them. Of mm. course, there was challenges. Mm. But the thing that I missed the most was that collective energy. I continued with it online because I knew I had to serve my community. I wanted to be there for them, I wanted to support them. And we didn't miss a beat and we done that. But, oh, I miss the collective energy oh. in our room. And there's nothing like it. And for anyone who is a really solid yoga home practice fantastic yes keep that up do that but see how you feel in a collective energy mm. because seeing the day that you don't feel so great you've got a room 
a 10, 12 other people that are going to share that energy with you and pick you up. And you become who you're who you're surrounded with. Mm-hmm. So put yourself in that environment, put yourself in your classes, put yourself in your group. Mm-hmm. That's an easy way for you to create a shift. Even mm-hmm. if you don't know how you're going to change, mm-hmm. put yourself in that environment. No. Oh. Even this morning, like, like uh, 19 classes sound a lot, but, but it's not because I'd be sitting talking about limiting beliefs anyway. Yeah. I'm now just doing it with my friends and laughing. Like the vibe on that call this morning, yesterday, it's hilarious. It's electric. It's fun. Yeah. These people make me raise my standards. I make them raise theirs. It's accountability. It's, it's just bouncing. It just, oh. It's amazing. It's a family, I always say for my yogis or whatever, it's a family, and I mean that for the bottom of my heart, that feels like a, a family, because you're sharing a very special energy mm-hmm. between each other in an environment an like exchange. that. It's an, it's an energy exchange, mm-hmm. and I'm always so grateful for the people that show up and exchange their energy with me, because that's exactly what they're doing. Mm-hmm. But it's it, that's where we get our energy. It's amazing. We're so, so lucky. But do you know, for MD listening as well, we're following our purpose and our passion. And of course, who doesn't love to meditate and do yoga every day? Yes, my job sounds as if that's easy to love that job. I've got a friend who, her passion is property. She lives and breathes property. Whether she's at work or not, she will speak about property. She is in full alignment with her purpose Mm -hmm. and her passion Mm -hmm. just as much as I am. So Mm -hmm. find your thing. Find your thing that sets your soul on fire. Mm -hmm. doesn't matter what it is. Like it's baiting, mm-hmm. it, you know, it, it's anything. Uh-huh. I, if you know that you, do you know how I knew? And I always like to share this in case somebody's like, oh, well, I'm thinking of that in this area. Even when I had nothing, and I always say that as if I'm a mad baller now, right? <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> but back in the day when I had struggled to get bread mm-hmm. and milk, but I was given this book on the mind and it, it started me studying Bob Proctor and mm-hmm. John Ashraf and all these great people, Lisa Nichols. Um, I would study it and study it and study it. Right, it's a time I never really, you know, I'd study it six to eight hours a day. It's still do, by the way. I'm always in a, a YouTube video. I don't watch TV. That's how yep, I've got same. the hour to do it. I would study it and study it and study it and I'd never get bored. Yeah. Uh-huh. My mind was so... I mean, first of all, your mind is such a vast, mm-hmm. you could never run out of things to study about it. Yep. That, to me, is a telltale sign if something is what you're supposed to do. If you can sit there and it You'll never, never get sick of it. Oh, You'll no. never get bored of it. You can't, can't get enough really, of I it. it. I think that is, um, if right now you're sitting and thinking to yourself, I don't know what I want to do, though. I don't have a special talent. I was that person. That's who I was. I was that person. I had such no expectations. I thought, okay, be glad you've got this job that you can do and hold on to it forever. And I thought, what would happen if I lost this job and everything was tied to it? If you don't know what your thing is, what do you enjoy doing? Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Is it looking at flowers? See if you enjoy looking at flowers. Look at flowers all day long. Do whatever that you do that brings you a wee bit of joy. See if some people come to me for goal setting. And see, they always think if I had to put an answer, I want to do this, I want to do that. See if the answer is I want to stay home and raise my kids. Mm-hmm. Okay, let that be your goal. Mm-hmm. See if your goal is I actually don't want to have to work for a living, but I want to be abundant. 
yes, let that be your goal. Mm-hmm. Follow your joy, whatever we nuggets is. What do you enjoy doing when you go through the day? Where do you get most at peace? If you think mm-hmm. of the last 24 hours that you had, what points were you most at peace? Who were you with? Mm-hmm. And then you, it's a wee thread. You just have to tug that thread. You keep going until it leads to something. It's about having the self-awareness, isn't it? To You need to be self Build your self awareness so that you can mm-hmm. start to notice what's good, what brings you joy, what doesn't. Yeah. Get away from that and get into that state. And do you know a little disclaimer as well? We are all about positive vibes, making sure you all feel good. There will be times when you don't feel so good. You're human. That is exactly the way that you should feel. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the work that you and I have done, and many other people on their journey. It's the deep stuff, it's the inner work, it's the looking in the corners, it's shining a light into the parts that we've tried to suppress and close away for a long time. And a lot of times you might find that people have emotional avoidance and call it positive mindset. And what you've got to do Mm. is actually get real with your emotions, get real with the deepest part of yourself. Mm -hmm. That will inspire you to feel positive, that will inspire you to feel gratitude. Don't think, oh, that's too difficult, that's painful, I don't want to think about that, that's negative, let me think about something positive, that's masking it, mm-hmm. that's suppressing it, and it will keep showing up until you, teach it, until you learn the lesson, <laughs> until you heal it, yeah. and that's another reason why your yoga mat is a great place, it's your mirror, if you're in a posture and you feel impatient, you feel frustration, mm-hmm. where else in your life is that mirror in, is that something you've got to address, mm-hmm. okay, go home and journal about it. Mm-hmm. I love it. You become your own teacher. Mm-hmm. I know, I, I really want to try that when you do yin, because you yes. can sit in it and be irritated yes. and fight it. And yes. I, I think I would, yeah, that, would, that would take practice and training for me, but I am a big promoter of feeling good about your emotions. Yes. Oh, what does anger say about who you are? Mm-hmm. That you're a passionate person, that you won't be walked over. Yeah. You know, anger can be a, you know, obviously you, you want to, you rein it in and make it work for you, but don't be ashamed of your Don't anger. be ashamed. So this is what I never get, right? You have the feeling of hunger. What action do you take? You feed yourself. You have the feeling that you're dirty. What action do you take? You take a shower. You have the feeling that you're angry. You have guilt. You have shame. What do you do? Close it down. Do nothing with it. Where's your tool? Where's your action? Mm-hmm. When you feel anger, when you feel guilt, when you feel grief, when you feel sad, when you feel happy, when you feel joyous, explore it. Give it time. Take an action on it. Why do we miss that step? I don't know. Because we're taught to, you know, just go on with it or yep. say that, you know, keep the peace. Yes. Like, it's all this. I'm like, how's no one questioned that in my 30, well, the, you know, the past few years, obviously, we're starting to break the cycles and stuff like Absolutely. that. How do you then... Obviously, your dad, love of your life. What what tools would you give someone when it comes to grief? What can I help you in that process? I'll tell you what helped me continue what I was already doing. At that time, it died of cancer, and so heartbreaking for my mum to have seen a daughter going through cancer and then losing her the love of her life, her first love to cancer. It was a difficult time, and during that. I knew that I still had to meditate. Did I feel the meditations were working at that point? Did I feel happy? Did I feel blissful meditations? No, I was heartbroken, I was sad, but I still meditated. I still done the work every single day because it was creating the compound effect. 
it was giving me the resilience. I should have felt sad. I should have felt heartbroken because that's what grief is. Mm. But it was sitting with it and it was being in it. I continued what I was doing and it would have been easier for me to cut it out. Mm. It would have been easier for me just to lie in bed and cry. It would have been easier for me to say this isn't working because actually I meditated this morning I'm still not feeling any better. Mm-hmm. The point is, I don't care if you're enjoying your meditation while you're doing it. I also don't care if you're enjoying your shower while you're washing. All mm-hmm. I care about is that your body's clean afterwards and all I care about is that your mind's a bit clearer afterwards. Yes. So continue, even when you feel that it's not working, even when you feel I'm meditating, I'm thinking positively, I'm saying my affirmations, I'm attending yoga class and I still feel a bit stuck breakthrough will come will come and you see the thing is you'll not have to heal from it the other end because you're healing as you go mm-hmm. it's a journey great that's the first time i've really i've lost grandparents before who i love dearly but that felt like the life circle my, my dad was taken at a young age um and so suddenly that that was something a challenge for me that as i say grief's an ongoing process but those were the tools that I could still find the happy moments. I could use my tools to address the things that come up because maybe it's the start. I, I wasn't accepting of the grief. Even after he had gone, I was like, that can't be it. it. It can't not be coming back. And I had to say yes. I had to say yes to grief. I had to say yes to the current situation because mm-hmm. while I continued to say no, no, this isn't happening. No, this doesn't happen. I was resisting it and therefore I was going to keep myself stuck. Mm-hmm. So I had to nod my head. Mm-hmm. I remember looking at a picture of him and nod my head and saying, yes, yes, he is dead. Yes, he's not going to come back and yes, you will be fine and yes, you will live a full and happy life with his guidance over you at all times because mm-hmm. he's always still there. Mm-hmm. So that's always, we're always going to have to have to deal with these challenges. Drawn what you what you can take it's like mm-hmm. pain and pain can be used pain and grief can actually be used as fuel mm-hmm. to drive you that would be my specific option yeah. is that something you would say you use knowing that you've got someone over you and guiding oh, you oh yeah 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 mm-hmm. and i've always one of these people where no matter what shows up no matter how horrendous a situation feels in the moment the first thought that I go to in my mind is, right, something good must be coming from this. Even though I can't see it just now, there's going to be a greater reason for this happening right now and something good ultimately will come from it. Mm-hmm. I've always held that belief. Because you've got that belief, though, it's, it's Louise Hay, right? Mm-hmm. She's, like, amazing friend that wants to get into. Amazing. I listen to her at night. And, uh-huh. She is. And, and she used to say... Um, it, it was something similar to that. No matter what happens, it's going to be good. I think it was something about that. Uh-huh. So that foundational belief means that's her filter. Meaning no matter where she looks in life, no matter what happens, it's going to be good or either or whatever it was or words were. And, and that is really what it's all about. It's, if you repeatedly say that, it then becomes that hardwired program, which means because it's the strongest, Mm-hmm. Your brain's going to go there first yes. before it's going to go to, oh, oh no, what if, panic. And it's, it is training, isn't it? It's training your brain. Mm-hmm. And that I believe that I've done that subconsciously, mm-hmm. actually, where my go-to is, right, okay, even if I can't see it right now, something's good is going to come from this situation. I think if everybody could adopt that and make that their belief, mm-hmm. we would look at life so much differently. We wouldn't dwell or spend so long in those places. It's fine to visit them. It's fine to feel 
sad or upset. And another wee thing that we I picked up from a course or a book or whatever it was is the five minute rule. Mm-hmm. Who said it. It's Mel Robbins. Is it the five, four, three, two, one thing? No, oh. no, I don't think it is that. But it's a five-minute rule that even if I feel anger or frustration or resentment or whatever it may be, I allow myself five minutes. I put a timer in my phone. Yeah. Five minutes. <laughs> go for it. Say what you want to say. Even if, get it, get out. it out. Get it out, and then clean slate. Wipe the slate clean, clean my aura, right, let's go. That's let go of. Rather than resist it, yeah, I don't want to feel that. I am too positive to think negatively. No, mm-hmm. let's get real. Mm-hmm. Feel that negative emotion, then let it go. Just don't stay there for too long. Yes, I, I believe in that. Give yourself the time your brain needs to process it, otherwise it will get jammed and it will show up later on, usually in much uglier shoes. And you get it out in the moment, and it's it's just training that practice. And I'd much prefer say it all the time. You see someone have a berkey in the street, then suppress that because that's turning into disease, yes. discomfort, fill in the blank. People are so uncomfortable with other people showing their emotion, mm. and you start to really not take it personally. So even if you have an emotion directed towards you, mm-hmm. I now have this awareness mm. where I'm like, what are they struggling with? And I see, I see through compassionate eyes. If I see somebody acting in a certain way that, as I say, directs towards me or whatever, I think, right, okay, there's something going on that maybe they need to work out on their own and this is just their way of doing it. They're doing the best that they can with what the tools that they have just now. Just let it be. And I also hope that I'll be gifted that oh. <laughs> uh, compassion as well, if it's the other way around when it's the other way around, do you know? Absolutely. Sometimes I look at my husband and think, oh, please be as forgiving. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is just a beautiful way to think. It's, it's the, the difference between being on your head and threatening and playing things that have happened to being at peace. Yeah. And it's you that's going to hold it, so you might that's as well it. develop practices that are in your favour. Mm-hmm. Controlling your emotion, my favourite saying is calm. It's my superpower. Yes. Now, am I human? Uh-huh. Do I lose my shirt? Sometimes, yes. Yeah. However, I preach it, I practice That's it, right. and I try my best as much And as you possible. find it's less often. Yeah. So even though you might have those moments, they're less frequent, mm. your natural state becomes that of a calm, peaceful place. Mm. That's where you operate from most of the time. Yes. And it's quite interesting. So if I have been triggered and if I know myself, while I had a really angry reaction or emotion to that, right, let's go and, I don't think the other person, I think, right, let's go and do a bit of work on yourself. Keep responsibility. What was your, keep responsibility. Yeah. I take radical responsibility, mm-hmm. that's what I like to call it. Mm-hmm. Radical responsibility of myself at all times. Does that mean that we're, I can stay in complete control of every situation? Absolutely not. Some override me, but if I feel a trigger, if I notice a reaction that I would rather not behave in that way or respond in that way or even think that way, it doesn't even have to be out loud, it can be a thought. I say, right, okay, Claire, what was your trigger? Let's explore that. Mm. That's an opportunity to learn. That's a golden nugget. That's Absolutely. something to be grateful for. You'll learn more in those moments uh-huh. than any yeah. other. Never regret. Regret's a waste of your time. Use it. Guilt. Learn from it. Regret. Worry. All of that stuff leads to nothing positive. No. Ever. No. It does so. It shows so many beautiful, positive things about a person if you were to reframe it. However, 
you're never going to get to anywhere positive festering <laughs> away in that. I think um, belief seems to be a lot of the theme with this chat and it is literally mm-hmm. everything. Yes. It is. Mm-hmm. It's the backdrop. It's what will stop you, what will start you, mm-hmm. how you speak to yourself. It gets in there through repetition. Mm-hmm. Tell yourself you're rubbish or tell yourself you're amazing. Your brain's just going, uh-huh, I'm automating you because I've got to go and deal with your belly and your, you know, nervous system. So it's just accept it. Now, I mean, I tell myself some amazing things. I'm <laughs> yeah. like, I skip around here like, woo, yeah. <laughs> let's go, Mandy. Like, literally, because I understand it. Yeah. I, I, I realise that the bad stuff used to go in even though it wasn't true. Now I believe these things, but at the start when I was telling myself I was, you know, going to just make amazing things, I didn't believe that. But it doesn't matter. Yeah, we can program ourselves. Oh. Yeah. And even in the moments when we don't, because, yeah, speaking kindly to ourselves, I speak t- kindly to myself as often as I can. Mm-hmm. I let my little mental chatter be my best friend in my head yes. now, rather than being the constant negative chat. Mm-hmm. However, self-doubt, self-criticism does pop up you now and then. Mm-hmm. And when I notice that coming in, I'm like, right, okay, I need to reaffirm the belief that it's going to be helpful to mm. me, the one that's going to serve me. Mm. And like, as you say, jumping around in the classes that I take on a Monday night, the mindfulness and meditation, I've had them up on their feet jumping. I've told them to talk to yourself in the mirror, seeing how amazing they are. Mm. Yes, it feels uncomfortable to start with, mm. but then it becomes more comfortable. Then it becomes your norm. Mm-hmm. And a positive thought is so much more powerful than a negative thought. Yes. So choose them. They're the ones that make you feel good. They're the ones that are going to make a positive impact, not just on you, but in those around about you. And I think I often even say this during my classes, even when you're doing yoga, you think you're here for you. You're here for you to fill your cup and then that spills over to your family, to the people you meet in the street, to your work colleagues, to everybody around about you. Mm-hmm. The stretch that you do stretches beyond your mat, stretches beyond yourself, mm-hmm. do you know? And I think that's what people have to... I've had mums come in here with mum girl and like feeling terrible about taking time to yourself and I'm like, whoa, 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 that's... You're taking time to yourself is time for you to be better for these wee people in your life. Like it's crucial. In fact, it's part of the job. Yeah. I used to feel so guilty to like I could spend an eight percent of my day in self-care, right? And I'd be like, as if it was like time off work. Uh-huh. However, one day I made a realization out of walk and I was like, wait a minute, Amanda, in order for you to show up and Help that person with your hand and say, here, I've got some tools. Come out and we can feel good. I have to be in pristine mental condition. Mm -hmm. So actually, the walks, that massage, this, this, everything, that 80% that you're doing is your work. Mm -hmm. That is my job as well. Absolutely. And how does your daughter benefit from you doing your self-care? Exactly. Do you know, it's I can spend full days on myself. And the word myself makes it sound selfish. Mm-hmm. It's not looking after yourself, as you say, being in the best mental state that you can be in. Your kids are going to thrive off of that. Anybody that's in contact with you is going uh-huh. to really. And I think, like, because of the way my journey worked out, I went to counselling for a year after the bereavement and I worked on a lot of my stuff. 
and people can take it whatever way they want but I believe like the reason why I'm so good at what I do is because I work through my stuff and I show up every single day yes. most therapists are, and this hasn't been nasty or mean but they need to be doing therapy as well because they're not they're there because of what's happened to them rather than healed from it and like here come here with me I absolutely believe that I think they, I'm a massive advocate for coaching, for therapy, for counselling. If anyone has tried it and said it wasn't for them, it's just not the right person that you've found. Yes. We all need it. And I believe in a position that we're in, Amanda, we've got a huge responsibility. Oh. Our mind can do as much as we think. We need an outside person to come in and be like, right, okay, mm. let's work through this with you. Because they'll show you things that we don't even know that are there as well. Oh. And that's how we learn. So it used to come a different stigma, I think looking for an outside source for help it's the bravest thing that you can do it's the mm. thing that's going to awaken you enlighten you more than anything else I believe yes we can read books yes we can sit in our own mind breathe but it's a different perspective a different perspective and, and someone them. who's out with your emotional life so they can look in from a objectively mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I only ever speak to people or go to people who's been there, done it in a position I want to be in. So be careful, guys, who you go to and, and that, you know. Sometimes a person that's had trauma and somebody going to them about trauma is a perfect thing. But and it's right modelling it's modeling as well. So I say this often as well. If you want to get better at something or if you see something that somebody's doing well, they look like they've got their shit together. They look like they're doing well. They look happy. They look whatever model them get oh. yourself around about them mm. learn from them mm. it's not to say that these perfect humans because none of us are mm. nobody's perfect <laughs> but model other people who you want who you respect mm-hmm. who you resonate mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. my mentor is like 75 the most authentic person in the planet this is her in second year. I don't know who she was in fifth year because she's still military precision. Wow. The way she speaks, everything is done with intent. And yes. I got that gift in gold and I modelled her to the point where I was almost sounded like her like way back. And I was like, right, no, I need to be my version of this. Yeah. But it, I get don't don't feel inferior to that. Like no. And you might not be lucky enough at this point. Um I was blessed when I got her. But virtual YouTube and model Marissa oh, Peer and the resources that are now available are phenomenal. Even over the space of 10 years, when I started this journey, law of attraction, positive thinking, affirmations was not spoke about Mm. only 10 years ago. Mm. So when I dipped into this and I started speaking about it, my circle, my friends were like, "Mm, she sounds crazy, I don't know what she's speaking about. Now it's such a thing. Now when you go on Instagram, you're seeing the quotes, you're... People are speaking about it more, they're more on board, they're more interested open, in manifestation, yeah. they're more open to it. So collectively, I think we're going in the right direction, 100% yes. do, but your resources are unlimited oh. just now. The fact that I could train with Tyson Fury in lockdown, the champ, <laughs> yep. if I was a young wee guy and wanted to be a boxer, well, uh-huh. I'm afraid that just blows my uh-huh. mind. So amazing. You can... 
you know, it doesn't matter that they're not having a physical chat. They're giving everything you could ever want to know how to do is out there. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. You can teach yourself how to do anything. I taught myself how to belly dance and I've seen that, that's it. amazing. But I took it seriously and got a wee hip scarf and all that. I love it. <laughs> I love it. But it, it's just whatever you're going to commit yourself to. That's it. Uh-huh. And what interests you, what sparks your mm. interest. When I started, as I say before, like in a turning point for me, I remember going to the gym, people use gym as they think that's their, that works for them as their therapy. I used to sit put my trainers on, feel like I was going to burst out crying, hating every minute of the hit class and because it just wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. So find your thing, find a thing that's for you because mm-hmm. if it's not, you're not going to stick to so it. That's so important, You're actually. not going to stick to mm-hmm. it. You need to find something that's sustainable and the only way, way to do that is do something that you love. Yes. Do something, I cannot wait to go to my class tonight, whatever class it is, if it's Bella dancing, which I love because that's so creative. <laughs> that gets your creative juices flowing. Oh, uh, feminine energy. energy. <laughs> oh, I Someone love that. commented in one of my posts last month or something, she went, I just wish I was at that place with working out or fitness. I went, I'm just so bad, whether it was, I think it was about home workouts or whatever in the gym, she went, I'm just no good at it. I said, no, you've just not found what, you're, what you like yet. Yep. And she went, oh, I need you in my life. And I was like, that's all it is. One of them's going to block you. One of them is going to open you up to finding that thing. That's it. Uh-huh. But you've got to be curious, first of all, and you've got to be open. Yeah. If you've already shut and locked the door, mm. no match is going to get in. It's going to be hard to let that in. Mm. So just start with curiosity. Let yourself be open mm. to try things. How do you know you're not going to like it? People can often tell you, I don't like my body. I don't like my job. I don't like this. But they fail to select do you like what do you want they miss the same step you've got a choice that Mm. is a choice Mm. talk to me about giving about giving as I said happy on the well-being was born on the act of giving and again I think that's something that's been in me all my life a child my my parents were very like that my mum is always a if you're in a position to help someone then you help them and you give from a place of just because you can do it just because you can do it and give even when you think you've not got enough to give don't wait till you're abundant don't wait until you think you've got enough in the bank or whatever it is give first you'll always be provided for if you've got that mindset I know that I will always be prosperous Mm -hmm. and I will always have enough to give but I give first regardless I know and that's where the abundance truly comes from and I know for a fact when I even take it down to the number crunching, the months that I've given the most mm-hmm. are the months that I've received the most, if you want to think of it as a financial side, mm-hmm. but not with the expectation. You don't give to say, okay, I'm going to give this and I'm going to get that back. Give because you want to help somebody. Give to a food bank because you see the impact that's going to make and you're in a position to do it and you want mm-hmm. to do it. Mm-hmm. Commit yourself to it. Mm-hmm. And that's the only place, as I say, these people millionaires a real poverty mindset because mm. they're scared they're greedy they're holding on to it or even things like people don't want to share your pages or your business because mm. they're scared that you're going to steal the business oh, that, there's enough for that's it all mindset, that's a scarcity that's a lack mentality you've got to adopt an abundance mm. look at the world we live in mm. i always say this if you want if you don't believe in abundance go out and walk in nature 
Is there a limited amount of grass that grows? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Is there a limited amount of clouds? Mm -hmm. Is there a limited amount of oxygen you can breathe? No, it's enough for absolutely everybody. And just surround yourself with abundance. Mm -hmm. Be abundant. And also people think to be spiritual, you can't be prosperous. Mm -hmm. And I'll always like to flip that in its head. Don't think you've got to give up all your walls of possessions unless you're deciding to take a vow of poverty. Your choice. Love it. But I know that the more abundant I am, the more resources I am, I know that if my bills are paid and if I feel comfortable, I'll be given more. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I know that my cup will feel overflowing and I'll be given for a place of prosperity, abundance. I can be more philanthropic with what I do mm -hmm. if I'm sitting struggling to pay my bills. Mm -hmm, How abundant am I going to feel to give every day? So the more that you've got, if you're a good person and you've got resources, you'll always be a good person. Money doesn't make you bad. It doesn't make you greedy. It doesn't make you selfish. It's the other side of that. It's not the money. It's not the money. It's the mindset around the abundance mm -hmm. and the act of giving. And you'll find that the most giving people, my husband has actually always been the person. I used to think, before I was self-employed, when it was just him that was self-employed, I used to be like, you're too giving, you're too giving. He's never advertised a day in his life. He's so busy, he's such a given person, and people always tell him, you need to be more business savvy, you need to do this. Well, actually, he's doing pretty pretty damn I well. I love that, because see your society, business mindset, or whatever, and I have clashes with this, with, with some people that are kind of all those beliefs. I'm like, that's maybe that's your bag. Mm-hmm. I have never, it's just a natural thing how I operate and it's and it's probably in business school, you know, slagged yep. off and told never to do it. But I love that you, uh -huh. you've said that about him as well because look, yeah, you know, there might not be signs to that, there might not be yeah. in the, the, the textbook that, but the results. And can I tell you as well, it feels better. Oh, well, yes. It just feels and better. That. <laughs> It just feels better. Oh. You don't live with scarcity when you know that you're given and you're making a difference and then you're rewarded. It's lovely to have that reward, but you don't have this fear of it being taken away from you or what if you don't get back as much as you gave. You just let it go. Mm -hmm. Just do it for the goodness of your heart. And yeah, he was always my biggest teacher when I then went self-employed because mm -hmm. I'd never thought about that before. And yeah, and also to value yourself as a, as a balance. Yes. You also hear people who give everything for free, for free, sorry, and they really then struggle their own. I that's was that not, person at the, the start. That's not that's, loving yourself, mm. that's not respecting yourself, and also that's limiting the amount of people you can serve. Exactly, exactly. It's about see how you view things. Uh -huh. yeah. But I was definitely hard at one point. Yeah, in my life. I've been hard too. I've mm. been hard too. Yeah, and it's fine because we learn for that and mm. we grow. And as long as your intention is pure, it'll work out. How did you, you were telling me earlier about being handed the keys. Yes, from my first house, <laughs> yeah. So as I said, my husband and I had our first child pretty young and we were, it's been perfect for us. It's the way our life is supposed to be. It was my forever love. We... Of course, I love dad. that your parents were like that, and then use yeah, uh huh, mm -hmm. and we had such a supportive family around about us, which really helped. Does that mean that I want my kids to go and have kids really young? Maybe not, mm -hmm. but for us, it worked out the best way, and 
basically when we were so young and getting the keys for our first house and it, oh, you know we had nothing as well like everybody was helping us out and I think my husband was an apprentice at the time I was an office mm-hmm. junior and we we're doing all of this and we were so blissfully happy and we were we were comfortable we were really well looked after and now when I think of where we are now and you know it's not to brag or anything, but to think no. where we are um, now, it feels nice. It feels nice to know that we'll. So that house that you first had. That house that we first rented, we we now own. We now own that, and um, it started where we bit into property. Oh, I think which has been that is nice. just. What would you tell your younger self then? Now that you've got these houses on that street or whatever it is, yeah. and you're looking back at her, who's just grateful to have the keys and that it was great that that's the way it should be. I should have been grateful then, mm-hmm. and had I not been, had I thought this is terrible, I'm so sad. Mm-hmm. No, I was just so grateful for it then. Let that always be there. Be great, even no matter how little you've got. If you're grateful for it, it will bring you more, and you'll appreciate what you've got more. Mm-hmm. At that time, when we got our first house as well. Um, my husband, who was my boyfriend at the time, <laughs> um, was we were in a recession. So what that been two thousand and eight? So construction was bad, you know. So we did rely on like my mom and my dad and uh, mom and dad actually to help us out, who were so amazing, and that taught us that never to take for granted. Never take for granted. Uh huh. And don't. I never think to myself um, to be better than MD or mm. a status or a, how much money you've got in the bank has absolutely no relevance to the type of person that you are. Mm. It's got no reflection to any of that. So it's just to be humble, I guess, appreciative. Mm. I think. How much? How important? Or how much does having an abundant mindset? Um, do you feel was responsible for your successes your businesses your everything it's, it, it's give, it gives me the sense of freedom mm. because without the mindset I would regardless of what I have I would feel like I didn't have enough there's never usually enough for people but for me it just gives me a inner freedom a sense of freedom does that make sense? Do you have like specific beliefs in a practice of what you see it or is it just crumbed in at this point? Um, no, I still use affirmations mm. at times. If I ever think of a lack mentality that crops in, if I ever feel myself saying, oh, that's a big risk or do I want to invest in that? Or what if? Mm. I go, but it'll be replaced. It'll come back tenfold. <laughs> There's an affirmation on its own. <laughs> Okay, so of course that's going to come up when I see, when it slips in, mm-hmm. when it goes through that wee firewall, and I'm like, oh, or if I start to get, oh, I don't know if I want to use that out of savings or whatever, then I'm like, of course, be sensible. Of course, it's a balance between being sensible and letting go. I teach this in my, when I, I'm a very powerful manifester, I'm very into abundance and what have you, and I've very much been very poor. And what I've learned in my kind of journey is the better you, it's all about how you feel, right? So if you feel good, you open the floodgates up for more to come, and specifically around money. Now, when I never had any, and 
you know how I grew up it was very lack and very much money people are bad mm-hmm. no they're not yep. um, I had to question everybody if I was ever programmed into me how are you going to get more of that you're instantly putting an energetic block right people can think this is woo or whatever it's just it's a fact it's how it is when I started to relax about money and actually feel amazing about it, even then, I, like, I love money now. And it's not in a way that money is no, it's linked just an to happiness. Yep. Um, but the better I feel about it, it's as if it flies to me. It's just there. <laughs> I had, like, an attractor, it, it's just attracted to you uh-huh. because it's the same. Money's got a vibrational energy. It's just an energy. It's just in and of itself. It's nothing. It's a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. It's just an energy. And people get quite uncomfortable speaking about money. Hands up, I can still be that person and was that person. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just an energy. Mm-hmm. So if you get yourself to a vibrational place where you're attracting good people to you, mm-hmm. you can do that with every area of your life. Oh, yeah. And I would never, it would never be my goal to manifest a certain amount of money because I think it equates to happiness if the intention behind it was so then I can serve more people and do this or whatever it may be mm-hmm. because if you look at yourself in your own life where I was at starting out my first house where I am now I was happy then mm-hmm. I was happy now mm-hmm. there's absolutely no correlation between how much money you have and your happiness and all rich people are wealthy people genuinely say that you hear it in the podcast mm-hmm. even um, the voice the one direction i watched an interview with him um, the other day on youtube and he was like hands that the guy asked money bring it no nope. <laughs> no of course it doesn't why do we have so many people especially who have got crazy amounts of money celebrities whatever they're struggling with mental health and mm-hmm. they're mm-hmm. miserable or even worse they're taking mm-hmm. their own lives mm-hmm. There's the answer. Mm-hmm. Money doesn't equate to happiness. Success doesn't equate to happiness. Mm-hmm. You've got to be happy first. Happy isn't a thing in the future. It's no someplace, once I get this, I'll be happy. Once mm-hmm. I have this job, once I have this car, once I can go these holidays, then I'll be happy. You can be decided to be happy mm-hmm. right now. Right this second. Right this second, you can decide to be happy. For me, happiness, my happiness links to... Uh, yeah. I went to Bali and when I first arrived there I was quite shocked at the poverty the young kids in the street no shoes on walking about and at first the the way that we are in our society I thought oh poor souls this is such a shame this is terrible for them and then I observed them and I was like but they're smiling but these people are really really happy Wait a minute. I need to learn something. <laughs> right, okay. Here's me pitying wow. them. And they were probably looking pitying me. They're resting faces with these big massive smiles. And here was me feeling mm-hmm. sorry for them. How cool is that really? Do I feel sorry for the miserable person standing outside the porch? No. <laughs> but I was feeling sorry for these happy people mm-hmm. that were just full of joy and love and gratitude and they had an abundance. They mm-hmm. had an absolute abundance. Mm-hmm. As that abundance mindset is just really doing it for me right now. And yeah. as a mindset, and I was teaching a class 
no last night and night four on growth mindset mm-hmm. and as it's their core beliefs it's they don't know any different mm-hmm. they we kids with the big smiles do they and I think like for me I had to go back and heal all my money lacking things that you know I, I once believed yeah as in I done a practice it was like an Abraham Hicks one where you go, so I always said we never had when we were we, as in like we never had holidays, cars, whatever. Uh-huh. And then she asked me, Did you go to school? That cost money. Uh-huh. Did you go to GPs? And, and I she went, and I was like, Wait a wee minute here, I had money, and it heals all of that shame. Yeah, they be attached to it, absolutely. <sighs> and then you start to feel better about it. And then that's, I, I just think feeling good, if you want more abundance, for me it starts with a process of elimination. What do you need to like, get rid of? Toxicity, yeah. jobs you hate, etc, etc. Then you're left with, might just be a wee handful of the good stuff, mm-hmm. but from there, my God, it what is possible for you? And the abundance that we should speak about, the prosperity we should speak about, abundance of health. Oh. abundance of happiness abundance of joy in my day to day life that's not got a price tag on it do you mm-hmm. know and that's the, that's what brings us meaning that's what makes our lives that we live worthwhile we're so in sync what is next for you um, so I love to set goals mm-hmm. I love to set goals I think as human beings we're programmed to want to evolve and to grow I am now at the place of co-creation where I'm open to the intuitive hits and I follow the guidance. I always feel like I'm just standing at the tipping edge of something amazing is going to happen. Mm-hmm. I always have that feeling of something amazing is happening. I'm so excited <laughs> to see what it is. Like, I'm just as excited and as curious as anybody else. <laughs> I love that. So, yeah, I've got a few things lined up work-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, I work with a fantastic uh, guy in the gym. He's a PT. And he was a great part of the start of my journey, actually. He gave me a bit of belief I didn't have it in myself. Mm-hmm. And he was like, there's a place that you need to do this. A shout out to Barry in that mm-hmm. one. Um, and him and I are thinking about a wee programme where we're maybe going to work around kids and maybe change our generation in the way that they view health Whoa. and well-being. So maybe that's something that is on the cards. That's that a wee exclusive, kids. by the way. You're the first Yay. to know about that. <laughs> um, yeah, I have to change in a generation because... What we want to do is not wait until we've had the trauma mm-hmm. to have to heal from it, not and wait until we've lived to the age of 26, a mediocre up. life, mm-hmm. and then clear it out. Mm-hmm. Or oh, get into the kids younger, and I try as much as I can my own kids. I'm their mum, I'm uncool. Oh, <laughs> Did they really listen to me? No. <laughs> so, you know, but um, I'm sure it filters through in its own way. Role modelling. Role modelling, yep. I'm sure it, I, I don't preach, I don't I don't try and get them to go to classes, <laughs> I don't try and get them to meditate, but every now and then we'll just find it and see maybe doing a wee NLP practice with me or whatever, yes, maybe. Yes, yes. So it filters down, it filters down. I did a talk recently in my first ever school and oh, amazing. I was like crying and everything at it, but, it, but they connected. You could yes. hear a pin drop because I was just showing oh, up that, and showing them emotion. They're like, because none of the teachers are showing them that. 
No, the teachers are very in their The teachers need it too. Ah, the teachers need it too. Oh, it's an argument for another day. Uh-huh, but I know. That's very exciting. That makes me so goddamn excited. And, and yeah. I, I'm currently writing something for younger people. So it's, it is about getting this into I the ears it. of the young generation. Yeah. Just to touch as many people as we can. I think that's always going to be where purpose and our drive mm. and whatever else comes up. This, I always try and set goals at the start of the year. I always review them regularly. And, and I'm, I'm pretty on point with where I'm going for this year. Um, but I'll always be setting goals, always striving to take it further. Yeah. From a place of satisfaction, though, you've got to be completely satisfied with what you have mm-hmm. and just see how you can ex- continue to expand that circle of comfort and grow mm-hmm. out with it. So, yeah. Love it. You've been amazing. I could Thank continue you so this much. On. I know. Oh, went for, oh, it's quarter to three. <laughs> <laughs> we might chop it in half and yeah, yeah. in two different sections. Uh-huh. You have been Thank you amazing. So much. Thank you for having me. I've totally enjoyed every minute of it. Yay. Thank you so much.